0: This is Writing Excuses, Season 2, Episode 15. When do you know when to begin your story? Fifteen minutes long, because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Dan. And I'm Howard. All right. One of the main questions I get asked um, by aspiring writers is, how not how to begin, but when do you know if you're ready to begin? This is part brainstorming episode. This is part, part talking about first lines. We've done some of these things before. I want to see if we can approach it from a new um, tactic. Okay. So Howard, I, I, I made you do it first last time. OK, Dan. Yes. How do you know which scene to put first in your books? Okay, how do so, you make
1: so, that decision? so what you're talking about is you have the story in your head, you and you know story what happens.: Yeah. All these strings of scenes, which scene do you pick to be the first one? That's your question. How do you do
2: that? Well, you know, you've already established that you're not ready to begin if you don't have the story in your head. Okay, okay. Well, see, those are are two different, that's what my
1: question was. Do you think it's true? Um, I I think that there's, you know, when are you ready to begin writing? Mm -hmm. And at what point in the story do you begin writing it down? Let's back up then. Um, When do you begin writing? How do you know if you are ready to start your book? I don't. As soon as you say I want to write a book and you sit down and start writing, that's when you're ready to start writing a book. Are you sure? It's not necessarily when you start ready to write a, When when that, That's not necessarily when you're ready to start writing a good book. Okay. <laughs> okay. But it's not when
2: necessarily when you're ready to start writing chapters that you are going to keep.
1: Yes. Well, let's you've say thrown away some of chapters. I do. I do
0: that a lot. Do you guys do that?
1: Um, I almost always throw away my first one or two chapters. I throw away nothing. Luxury! <laughs> 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 Luxury! Yeah. Um, I, but I have,
2: I have an advantage in that I'm working on something serial. And so when I finish the current story and it's start looking the at the next one, it's well, I, need, I know that I need to start kind of clean. And so I will pick a conflict that is fairly obvious, that doesn't need a lot of setting up, but that was maybe left hanging in the previous story, or maybe I'll just introduce conflict, and I will start writing a few strips to kind of reintroduce the characters. Okay. And they just, they have to be funny, they have to be interesting. Um, it breaks the cardinal rule of uh, in late, out early, which I think is so important for first chapters, right. where you want to come in late on the action and start things moving immediately. I may not know what the action is. I can't do that. Yeah, you.
0: But see, you're in kind of an interesting position where what you're really doing is you're writing a little bridge short story between yes. big plot line and big plot line until you figure out your next big plot line, and then you actually will officially start it. Um, I think this is an important question to ask because it gives an insight into the mind of writers. Um, when do I start a book? How do I know when I've got a book good enough to start writing it? Um, because sometimes I've started writing on a book before I was ready, and it hurts the book. Um, I have tossed books before, even during my professional career, um, when I wasn't ready to start it. And usually, I, how I can tell is the first two or three chapters are great. Chapter four, somewhere around there, it starts to fall apart. What that means is I've run through the first few chapters a lot in my head. I've focused on them. I really know what I'm doing. And then I start working, and they come out just like I want them to. And then What? The then what really kind of can throw a big curveball to you. Well, you're mm-hmm. an
2: outliner, though.
0: I am an outliner.
2: You're an outliner. So what's happening in those yep. situations is your outline is not complete, yeah. and you're hitting discovery writing, and you're not feeling very discoverer
1: Yeah. Well, see, and, and I'm, I think I'm very similar to Brandon in that, because when I know a book is ready for me to write it is when I know what happens in the middle and the end. Okay. Um, because otherwise, I don't have a book. I just have a beginning. Okay. The book itself is, at least to me, it's the ending.
0: Um uh, targeting this toward newer writers who, let's say, again, we'll, we'll lump our writers into two general categories. We've got our outliners, we've got our, our multi-drafters, um, our discovery okay. writers. Um, the outliners, they come to us and say... I've been working on this book for a long time in my head. How do I know when it's ready to finally blossom? How do I know when I've cultivated the ground enough that a great book is going to come out of it? What do you say to that person when they come up to you?
2: Start writing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I got to tell you, there's nothing more powerful than just sitting down and starting to write. Mm -hmm. If you're outlining—I mean, you've described two kinds of writers. You've described the discovery writer and the outliner. Right. Um, there are also two kinds of people who never finish anything. Yeah. And that is the eternal chapter one yeah. and- um,
0: World builder's disease.
2: Yeah, world builder's disease. Yeah. So uh, if somebody has been outlining and outlining and outlining and outlining, outlining that starts to smell a lot like world
0: builder's disease. Yeah. Start mm-hmm. writing down what the characters so are doing. So why don't they start? So. I want to look at this. Is it is it fear? Do because you think? they
2: haven't talked to me yet. Okay. I had you, <laughs> you throw down the gauntlet. <laughs> you haven't
1: punched I, them. I, I don't think if it's you fear. If you need to
0: start your book, come to Howard's house. He will punch you in the face and tell you to start writing. It's worked wonders Maybe for us. Me at
2: Dragon's Keep. Don't meet me at my huh? house.
1: No,
0: stop. Because then he'll call the cops. Yeah.
2: Oh, um, they will <laughs> punch you too.
1: I I don't think that uh, the kind of eternal outliner is doing it out of fear. I think they're doing it because they. They are too harsh on themselves. They want okay. it to be perfect the okay. first time. And even as an outliner, you have to allow yourself to, you know, write a bad draft and then start over and write another draft. You have to be able to work yourself into it. But
2: there is, a, the, there is an inherent fear in there, uh, the, the fear of failure, that the mm-hmm. outline at some point is going to let you down, and yeah. you realize, oh, no, I have to, I'm a discovery writer for this chapter. I don't know how to
0: bridge this gap. And... Well, and you, you run into people who, who in their head, this, this book is the platonic ideal of a book. It is, yeah. it is not yet, it is, it is potential energy and it is not kinetic, which means looking at it in their head, it's perfect. It's how they want it to be. It's like when I would um, try to play jazz, actually. Um, I played trumpet all through high school. I loved playing trumpet. When I sat down to, to try and play jazz, I had not done the legwork. I had not learned my scales to the point that you need to. I wasn't willing to invest that. I could hear a great jazz tune in my head, you know, a nice improv, and when I hit that solo, never translated to my fingers. And I think there's Mm -hmm. that problem that they realize this isn't going to translate to my fingers.
2: The other another way to look at it is the podcast that we did on writing the boring bits. Yeah. You don't outline the boring bits. Yeah. You outline principal action. And so I mean, unless if you've outlined and you've actually outlined all the boring bits. For goodness sake, start down, sit down and write yeah. and, and finish the book because it's already done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're hitting the boring bits and then saying, I, oh my gosh, my
1: outline wasn't complete. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, 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 I suspect a lot of it as well is, you know, like you were saying, there, there's an inherent fear in there of um, fear of they, they look at their outline and they say, this is not yet alive. Yeah. This is not vibrant enough. I can't start writing it. But that vibrancy won't come into it until, yeah. you, until you start you write, writing it. yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I think another big problem is um, you don't know. This is, this is a problem. Writers don't know if they're an outliner or a multi-drafter until they try both. Even if they think they're one, they very well could be the other. Now, most of the time, if you think you're one, you probably are that one. But I say you have to give them both a try and see what produces the best material for you. Um, all right. We've got a, um, a multi-drafter. Let's talk to them for a minute, the, the, the discovery writer. How do they say? How do I know when I'm ready to start this book? Um, How do I know when the how do I know when I'm done practicing and I'm ready to write the book that's that's going to be published?
2: I think I'm I'm a discovery writer Mm -hmm. after fashion, and I think that uh, I'm ready to write a script or I'm ready to write a series of scripts when the characters in my head have found their voices. Okay. Because they're kind of yammering at me all the time. Yeah. And at some point, it just feels like, yes, this is, this is now ready to be written down. Um, the, so, yeah, if you can hear the character's voice in your head, it's time to start writing or that voice is going to go away. Okay. In fact, it's time to start writing because you need to get that voice out on paper so that there's now room for another voice to come in and start, uh, start participating. Does oh, that make sense? Yeah, I mm-hmm. think that makes a lot of
0: sense. Is that that or are you just schizophrenic? All writers are schizophrenic. In
1: some ways, I don't think that getting started is the main hurdle for a discovery writer. Yeah, that's probably because true. Because it's very easy for them to get started. Keep it's hard going. for them to follow through. Yeah. Um, I've known several writers, um, often excellent writers, who uh, will start a book and then they'll get excited about another idea and they'll start that book and then they'll get yeah. excited about another idea.
2: Well, we, we talked about yeah. that with Yeah. The, I think, though, that there are discovery writers who haven't yet figured out that they are discovery writers, and they feel like, well, I kind of need to outline this whole thing in my head. Mm -hmm. And so they're letting it take shape in their head, but unless you're Albert Einstein, there just isn't space for the whole book in there. You have to start putting things down
0: in paper. And I do want to throw out the caveat, just a reminder that... Not, not everyone fits into one of these two categories yeah. exactly. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people discovery write some places and outline other places. Um, the way to learn how to do this is to practice. Um, and I, I hate to keep coming back to the same thing, but I honestly get this question a lot via email. How do I know when to start, Brandon? How do I know where to start? Where do I start? You start by practicing. Um, maybe you'll write the great American novel. Right when you start off practicing with that book, probably not. But the way you learn how to know all of these things just instinctively is by doing it and practicing and writing some bad books.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's it, it's like. Have, have any of you guys
2: surfed? No surfers. Neither of us. So internet. I'm going to use a metaphor that none of us have any okay. experience <laughs> with. Well, we do if that you all want the time, to catch, yeah, exactly. Um, if, if a surfer wants to learn how to catch the perfect wave, well, how do you tell him what the perfect wave is? You don't. You get out there on your surfboard, you start catching waves, and eventually you realize, oh, well, that's, that's what it feels like when, mm-hmm. the, you know, when the, the board's right at the right spot on the swell. But you can't watch surfers and listen to lectures and figure out how it's done. You have to go out and get mm-hmm. your feet wet. Okay. Oh. See what I did
1: there? Wow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let's come back to my original question then. How do you pick the right scene? Um, is the answer to this simply practice a whole lot and then you'll know. Um, and if that's the case then why are we even doing a podcast to help people? I <laughs> like the answer to everything. I like in late outerly okay in late hourly um, start as close to the action as possible. Um, Dan, how do you how do
1: you decide which scene to start use to start your books? Um, what, what I did with uh, serial killer was, I figured out who the character was who the bad guy was how it was going to end and then just kind of traced it backwards and said what is the best way to set this up you know we often say that your first sentence your first chapter is a promise you make to the reader all right then what promise do i want to make and then i wrote that and said you know it's kind of the thesis statement for the book is how i look at it okay this is what i want the book to be about condensed into this capsule
0: well and we've said before serial killer you did a free write getting john's voice first Mm -hmm. Um, you submitted that to writing group telling us this is not going to be chapter one this is me trying to get the character locked down yeah um i think i've been thinking about this a lot because on my next series i haven't come up with the right scene yet which is kind of bothering me um i don't know what the right scene is to start the book It's, it's a big balancing factor um it's to be it's got to introduce the character strongly it's got to be exciting it's got to have a good hook all of these things and it's sometimes troubling um, what do you say to me Dan I don't know where to start my next book I haven't got that scene in my head yet
2: I'd say uh, Brandon you told us that <laughs> on several of your previous books you threw away the first yes. three chapters mm-hmm. uh, write some chapters because you need them in order to be able to throw them away okay <laughs> It's a horrible <laughs> thing to say because you know and I know that that those chapters take time yeah. and you'd hate wasting work. But uh, I think that's going to be more productive than sitting around waiting for the perfect wave. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, you yeah, yeah,
1: no, yeah. yeah sorry, you did that one already. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think you can look at, you know, what what is the best possible introduction to this? You know, if you're working on a fantasy series, mm-hmm. say, well, what is this series going to be about? What do I want people... You know, if this is the first thing they look at in the bookstore, what is going to hook them? And more than that, what is going to let them know what is coming? You know, and if that's, I want to focus on this character or I want to focus, this is going to be a book about fight scenes. This is going to be a book with really pretty prose in it, you know, and then find the best part of your story that matches that purpose.
2: You may be looking for the, the promise you can make to your reader that's going to be fulfilled not only at the end of the first book in the series, but also the 10th book in the right. series or whatever. That's, that's the struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the hard part. Wow. Uh, I would... Um, that is a lofty, a lofty goal, yeah. and I encourage you to do that. But <laughs> it may be that the better promise to make to the reader is the promise that is fulfilled halfway through the book... And, but in between the making of the promise in scene one and the fulfilling of the promise in chapter 20, uh, you make another promise to the reader that's, uh, that's a little more long-reaching.
1: You know, an- another element in this conversation, I think, is the prologue. And you see this a lot, especially in yeah. fantasy, is... You know whatever the eventual story is going to be about yeah. here's a prologue uh game of thrones is a fantastic example yeah. of this
0: gives a pro- promise to the, for the series mm-hmm. and then the first chapter instead gives the promise for the characters of the first book yes yeah okay
1: or
2: you could pull it off with uh, chapter quotes <laughs> <laughs> you know those little <laughs> you know encyclopedia yeah. what's yeah. at the uh, top
0: Encyclopedia Entri- encyclopedia i like that i'm gonna use that by all means you're gonna charge me all
2: right
1: nope um writing prompt writing prompt writing prompt okay your main character is wearing shoes and no pants
2: (laughs) (laughs) i'm blushing i'm blushing on a bald guy boy it goes all the way from the eyebrows to the back of the head
0: no um write an ending and start your book with it Ooh. Mm, this has been writing excuses
3: thanks for listening